Chapter Three of Peggy Raymond's Way, or Blossom Time at Friendly Terrace, by Harriet Lemis Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three, A Triumph of Art. It was one of those warm summer-like days of early June when lessons and college classes are forgotten in the enjoyment of thoughts of the summer vacation to come such a few days left and the four girls would be free for all the reading and the tennis and the sewing and the tramping which the press of examination preparation had forced aside and they would all be together again this summer which gave promise of many quartet larks the day was so perfect that all four had as if of one mind discarded their lessons for the remainder of the day and had drifted over to amy's do you know what i've been thinking about all week demanded amy of the trio occupying her front porch she did not wait for any of them to hazard a guess but gave the answer herself strawberries a soft little murmur went the rounds we had strawberries for dinner last night said peggy the best i've tasted this year and we had strawberry shortcake priscilla smacked her lips reminiscently and i had some strawberry ice cream at birds put in ruth it was so warm along about nine o'clock you know and nelson and i went down my but it was good amy listened unmoved what i've been thinking about she explained is strawberries in the patch sticking their heads out from under the leaves as if they were begging to be picked warm from the sun and sweet and just spilling over with juice the girl sat attentive something in amy's manner indicated that there was a background of reality for this flight of fancy i've got a sort of relation living about ten miles out of town amy continued aunt phoebe cummings only that isn't her name five years ago she married a man named frost how interesting to get a new uncle at your age interjected ruth i don't regard him as much of an addition to the family retorted amy dryly when i talk about him i call him uncle philanderer behind his back but to his face he's mr frost you see aunt phoebe isn't exactly an aunt i believe she's a second cousin of my grandfather's first wife but she's nicer than lots of real aunts i do think you have the nicest relations amy lassell interposed peggy now aunt abigail at doolittle cottage was a perfect dear priscilla showed signs of impatience what has all this to do with strawberries well i'm coming to that my uncle philanderer behind his back owns a little farm and they've got strawberries to burn and almost every year aunt phoebe says she wishes i'd come out when the strawberries are ripe and bring some of my friends amy lassell exclaimed priscilla reproachfully do you mean that mr philanderer has been begging you to do this for the last five years and that this is the first we've heard of it well as a rule she mentions it along about august or october and i forget it by june but she came in town to shop the other day and took dinner with us and when she left she broached the subject again she said the strawberries would be at their best by the middle of next week and she'd love to meet you all what do you think of a trip to the country along about wednesday there were certain subjects regarding which in spite of their devoted friendship the friendly terrace quartet could develop considerable diversity of opinion but on this occasion their unanimity would have gratified the hospitable instincts of amy's aunt phoebe strawberries boxed and displayed in show windows or even transformed into such delicacies as shortcake and ice-cream seemed prosaic all at once 
what they wanted was to be turned loose in a strawberry patch to stain their fingers plucking the strawberries from the vines before leaving the porch the girls watched amy pen a note to her relative accepting her oft-repeated invitation in behalf of herself and friends and suggesting the following wednesday as a desirable time for their visit a rather cloudy tuesday awakened anxious apprehensions in the minds of the four girls apprehensions dissipated however by the cloudless dawn of wednesday the height of the strawberry season is the most charming time of the year the four ate an early luncheon at peggy's home and then took the trolley for the outskirts of the city once outside the city the trolley car bowled along at an exhilarating pace and in spite of the prospects ahead the girls were almost sorry when the ten miles were up and the breezy ride was ended aunt phoebe was a little old lady whose black skirt was quaintly full and showed signs of wear partially concealed by a white ruffled apron of unusual size she greeted them as affectionately as if they had all been nieces by adoption and conducted them indoors to take off their hats the living-room through which they passed was largely and pleasantly and immaculately neat the unpainted floor having been scrubbed to a milky whiteness the tapping of the girls heels on the boards emphasized their bareness got your rungs up for the summer i see remarked amy casually the comment was natural enough under the circumstances but unluckily it opened the door of the closet which contained the frost's family skeleton aunt phoebe reddened as if amy's innocent remark had been a slap in the face my sitting-room carpet's worn out she said it was worn out when i came here i patched it and i pieced it and i made it last a good three years after nobody else would have put it in the rags and now he says there's no sense buying a new one mr frost you mean yes he's got awful queer notions philander has he talks about bare floors being healthy good gracious it gives me a chill to think of this room in november without a carpet on the floor i've done without lots of things in my life but i never was too poor to have my floors carpeted amy was sorry she had broached the subject for now that aunt phoebe was started she seemed to find it difficult to stop talking about her grievance like many people who do not ask a great deal of life she was the more insistent regarding the few things she counted essential the bare floor echoing noisily under the tread of her guests stirred her indignation and almost spoiled her childlike satisfaction in entertaining amy and her friends but worse was coming it appeared that aunt phoebe had heaped a glass dish of berries to be served in the conventional fashion with sugar and cream but she suggested that first the girls might enjoy helping themselves from the patch as this was really what they had come for they acquiesced heartily and aunt phoebe led the way her kindly old face lost its pensiveness as she watched the laughing girls picking the berries from the vines their lips and fingers reddening as the feast proceeded then without any warning a deep voice spoke out of the shrubbery and only too much to the point the commission men said the voice are paying twelve cents a box for them strawberries four berry pickers straightened themselves and looked at one another aghast aunt phoebe rushed furiously to their defence philander frost this is my niece amy lassell and she's brought out some young friends to eat strawberries because i asked her to her faded blue eyes emitted electric sparks as she defied him pleased to meet you i'm sure said mr frost still with an air of profound melancholy i don't drudge a few strawberries any more than the next man but with them bringing twelve cents a box philander the little wrinkled wife was fairly beside herself with mortification her withered skin suffused by a burning blush rivalled the vivid colouring of youth 
philander i don't care if the strawberries are a dollar a quart oh well said mr frost patiently i just thought i'd mention it he turned away while four girls stood motionless in the strawberry patch as if there had been a medusa-like quality in his gaze turning them all to stone go right on dearies commanded aunt phoebe raising her voice defiantly so that it should reach the ears of her departing lord and master eat all you want to but though as a matter of principle the girls attempted to obey the sweetness had gone from the luscious fruit they ate half-heartedly ashamed to meet one another's eyes calculating in spite of themselves how much mr frost was out of pocket because of their visit aunt phoebe was plainly disappointed when they declared that they had had enough she tried to encourage them to think better of it and when they still insisted led the way to the house i don't think much of the strawberries without trimmings myself she declared over her shoulder when you taste them with sugar and cream i guess you'll find your appetites coming back the porch at the side of the house was shaded and inviting aunt phoebe insisted on their seating themselves while she waited on them against the snowy covering of the small round table the big dish of choice berries made a fine showing then aunt phoebe brought out a pitcher of rich yellow cream and the spirits of the crestfallen group began to revive the appearance of a heaping plateful of cookies was hailed with appreciative smiles plenty more cookies in the jar said aunt phoebe helping them with lavish hand and plenty more berries eat all you can they had almost reached the point of forgetting mr frost and his discomforting comments when he again made his appearance peggy lost the thread of the story she was telling and stopped short but as no one was listening that made no difference mr frost seated himself and sighed heavily some folks is afraid to eat too many strawberries he said they're likely to cause a rash the girls not knowing what to say went on eating mechanically aunt phoebe however straightened herself over her saucer i don't mind a rash she announced not in such a good cause it ain't that i care for the expense mr frost said feelingly though of course with the cost of living so high sensible folks ought to do without everything that ain't necessary now phoebe's got an idea that she wants a new carpet for the sitting-room i've got an idea that i'm going to have one too said aunt phoebe breathing hard i tell her that bare floors is all the rage said mr frost looking from one to another of the girls as if he hoped to find an ally in one of them carpets are hiding places for all sorts of germs the swellest folks there is have bare floors nowadays i tell her i guess their bare floors don't look much like mine exploded aunt phoebe just common pine boards not even painted i wouldn't mind letting you paint em said mr frost of course paint is very expensive these days but if it would make you feel any better what i want aunt phoebe was beginning wrathfully when amy interrupted she addressed herself to mr frost and her manner was propitiatory a painted floor isn't so bad she said lots of folks have painted floors a body's feet would freeze in winter exclaimed aunt phoebe plainly bewildered at amy's taking sides against her you want to wear good thick shoes and stockings replied mr frost eyeing amy approvingly his manner indicated that as far as she was concerned he did not grudge the strawberries i was going to say continued amy returning his friendly gaze with interest that i wouldn't mind coming out and painting the floors for you some day the other friendly terrace girls looked at one another in surprise 
they could not understand amy apparently she was trying to curry favor with mr frost by taking sides with him against aunt phoebe yet none of them considered this the real explanation whatever her intention it was plain that amy had made a conquest of uncle philanderer behind his back for the rest of their stay he addressed most his remarks to her and though his conversation dealt largely with the high cost of living and necessity for thrift their inexplicable friend seemed highly edified when they took their departure mr frost again brought up the subject of the floor if you should happen to feel like painting it some day oh i'm coming said amy smiling up at him i'll get the other girls to help me and we'll make short work of it i think i've got pretty near enough paint left from painting the barn aunt phoebe's accession of color suggested an attack of apoplexy for the barn was the color of a ripe pumpkin amy hastily interposed oh i'll bring the paint will you now well i call that the right spirit i like to see young folks appreciative declared mr frost strawberries are bringing a good price this year but i'm sure you're welcome to every one you et on the way to the car amy walked beside aunt phoebe holding fast to her arm and chatting like a magpie as she kissed the old lady good-bye she pulled her close and whispered in her ear it was impossible to know what she said but aunt phoebe's lugubrious countenance showed an immediate improvement she stared at amy with an expression of incredulity which presently became a bewildered smile the uncertainty of the other friendly terrace girls as to whether or not amy had intended her promise to be taken literally was dissipated about a week later when she called on them to accompany her and assist in the painting of aunt phoebe's sitting-room floor thoughtlessly amy had selected a date when peggy had an imperative engagement peggy urged her to choose another day but amy found insuperable objections to a change i don't like this said peggy i ate as many strawberries as anybody and if you're painting the floor to pay your uncle philanderer behind his back i want to do my share and to this amy replied imperturbably that she need not worry for uncle philanderer behind his back would be paid in full without her assistance it really is a pity peggy couldn't come the trio was fairly on its way she knows more about such work than any of us i'm afraid peggy wouldn't be much of a help to-day replied amy peggy not a help why not priscilla's manner indicated that if any criticism of peggy were implied she would not stand for it peggy's conscience is such a johnny on the spot amy explained it never seems to take a vacation the way ours do and i'm afraid it would be dreadfully in the way to-day why what do you mean demanded priscilla and ruth together amy opened the little grip she carried produced a small-sized can of paint and handed it to priscilla a similar one was bestowed on the perplexed ruth and then amy leaned back and looked from one to the other triumphantly what do you want me to do with it frowned priscilla then with a violent start why amy lassell well this paint is moss green and this cried ruth excitedly is yellow and in here explained amy patting her bag tenderly are all the colors of the rainbow in half-pint cans did you ever see an exhibition of cubist pictures yes once replied priscilla mechanically while ruth too amazed for words stared dumbly at her friend well that is the way aunt phoebe's floor is going to look when we are through with it why amy gasped ruth suddenly finding her voice you can't do anything like that he wouldn't let you 
he won't be there i've arranged for aunt phoebe to take him off for the day the key to the house has been left hanging on the back porch does she know she doesn't for i thought it was best for her to be able to say she didn't know a thing about it but she suspects that something's in the wind priscilla hesitated i suppose your idea is my idea is to make such a looking-floor that he will be only too glad to buy a carpet to cover it the three girls looked at one another and then ruth gave a little nervous giggle after a minute priscilla joined in and then all three leaned back in the seats in a paroxysm of silent laughter while their fellow-passengers regarded them enviously well i don't know but you're right about peggy admitted priscilla at length wiping her eyes i'm pretty sure she would not have approved i think it serves him just right declared ruth i detest stingy people it does serve him right said amy he has plenty of money but he hates to part with any of it poor aunt phoebe has a little money of her own and before she married him she got no end of fun out of doing things for other people and now the dear old soul can't even treat her friends to strawberries without being humiliated anyway concluded amy with decision i'm bound she shall have a carpet for her living-room next winter they found the farmhouse on the hill silent and deserted the back door locked and the key hanging in such plain view that it seemed an invitation to enter indoors they found the living-room made ready against their coming all the furniture had been moved into adjoining rooms and the floor had been given an extra and quite unnecessary scrubbing the girls hastily arrayed themselves for the work priscilla and amy had brought along the outfits they had worn as farmerettes while ruth donned a worn-out bathing suit then amy pried off the covers of her array of cans and presented each of her friends with a small paint-brush the fun began amy's suggestion that a striking design should be painted in the middle of the room and at each of the four corners was enthusiastically accepted and priscilla at once undertook the execution of a chinese dragon in the corner of the room which was most in evidence to one standing in the doorway amy taking possession of the can of yellow paint set herself to reproduce a sunrise in the centre of the room the yellow rays radiating from the central golden orb in the most realistic manner ruth her imagination stimulated by the discovery of a can of black paint promptly set about balancing priscilla's dragon by a black cat in the opposite corner its back arched like a bow and its tail standing upright like an ebony plume they splashed about admiring one another's work enthusiastically and complacently accepting compliments for their own and when the various masterpieces had been executed to the satisfaction of the artists they fell to work filling in the remaining spaces with gaily colored rhomboids red yellow green black and purple nothing more gorgeous than aunt phoebe's painted floor could possibly be imagined even the highly colored chromos on the wall paled before it in some respects it suggested an old-fashioned crazy quilt though when the dragon and the black cat were taken into account it was more like a bad case of nightmare after the girls had finished they withdrew to the next room and gazing upon it tried to imagine the sensations of uncle philander behind his back when its kaleidoscope magnificence should break upon his astonished gaze suddenly they were panic-stricken for fear the occupants of the farmhouse should return before they had taken their departure they dressed in such haste that they failed to get the full benefit of the bottle of turpentine amy had brought along for cleansing purposes and they went back to town with green and purple smudges on their fingers 
as soon as they had reached home they descended on peggy to tell her of the manner in which they had fulfilled amy's promise and peggy listened with amazement tinged with admiration i'm rather glad you didn't tell me for i'm afraid i should have thrown cold water and i can't help thinking it's exactly what uncle philander behind his back deserves and if it really drives him into buying a new carpet i shall feel satisfied that you've done the right thing the four girls had agreed to play tennis saturday of that week but early saturday morning amy called peggy up to ask to be excused aunt phoebe is coming in town for some shopping she explained and interrupted herself by an ecstatic giggle and she wants me to go with her she wants me to help her select a carpet for the sitting-room chapter three